to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. I cannot believe that it's the last week of August. I just, I put this in my newsletter yesterday, but I really feel like this month crept up on me more so than any other month. I don't know if there's just so much going on, but I was freaking out when I saw last week that pumpkin scented candles are already in stores and then I really had to grasp the fact that it is the end of August and September is here and I feel like when you're not in school anymore you just have no sense of time or the months and it's kind of freaking me out. I love pumpkin things and I love the holidays but I feel like summer didn't even happen to be quite honest. And speaking of my newsletter, I just wanted to remind you, if you're not already on my newsletter list, definitely sign up because I sent out a weekly email that I promise is very much worth it. Everyone loves my newsletter. I didn't even realize how much they loved it until people have been telling me recently. But I have my weekly favorites. I tell you what new content has been up from me on the blog and the podcast, but I think the favorites are the best part and also motivational quotes to kick you in the butt and inspire you for the week ahead. So if you want to sign up for that, just go to ChristinaRiceWellness.com and you can sign up for a newsletter there. But it's a good way to stay up to date on what's going on with me and new things launching, but also new products I'm finding, new things I'm into, shows I'm into, music I'm into, all that jazz. Speaking of things I am always into, let's chat about Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil because this is a daily part of my life. You guys know I love my Ned. And the other day, someone messaged me and they said, how come you only use Ned? And do I have an answer for you? Do I have an answer for you? I only use Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil because it is the best quality quote, CBD on the market. And the reason why I say, quote, CBD is for two reasons. First of all, NED isn't just CBD. It's full-spectrum hemp oil, which I will explain in a moment, but also because technically only pharmaceutical companies can use the term CBD. So any products that are using the term CBD in their packaging or marketing are actually in violation of the FDA and could be pulled off store shelves. So NED just follows the FDA guidelines. But the reason why NED is so effective is because it's not just CBD. It is full spectrum hemp oil. So it contains all of the other active cannabinoids in addition to the cannabidiol. So that includes other compounds like CBG, CBC, CBDA, CBGA, and those lovely smelling hemp terpenes. And it's that entourage effect of all of the cannabinoids that really gives the full power of hemp. 
Ned's Full Spectrum Hemp Oil is completely pure. There are no isolates or synthetic ingredients, unlike most other companies out there on the market. They've done studies testing all of these products, and the majority of CBD products out there, the majority of CBD oils out there, actually contain either no CBD at all or very, very small amounts, much less than they advertise on the bottle, which is pretty scary, especially because a lot of these products do cost a bit of money, so you want to make sure you're actually getting the CBD. And if you don't know about all the wonderful things CBD can do, well, full-spectrum hemp oil really acts on your endocannabinoid system, which is a system in the body that actually doesn't get stimulated very often, which people are postulating is a potential source of why we have so many health issues, especially mental health issues, because the endocannabinoid system is sort of like our body's regulator. It helps us stay in balance. It puts us back into balance and it puts us back into homeostasis. So that is affecting every system in the body. It's keeping us in balance. Some of the things that Ned's full spectrum hemp oil can really help with is anxiety and depression. This is really amazing for you if you feel like pretty high strung, maybe you have trouble winding down, or if just during the day you're all over the place, I highly recommend using this. It's also great if you have insomnia or just trouble falling or staying asleep in general. It's also great as an anti-inflammatory, so if you have an autoimmune disease and a lot of inflammation or inflammation for another reason, if you have pain and you need natural pain relief, I highly recommend this. It's also a really rich source of antioxidants. It's been used used to help with the treatment of a lot of really serious chronic conditions like epilepsy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, anything where your body needs to be calmed down and evened out. It's also great for balancing hormones. So a lot of my clients who need more hormonal balance, who need their systems to calm down and even out, their hormones to even out, I highly recommend Ned's Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. You cannot find higher quality out there on the market. The only ingredients are the CBD, the range of phytocannabinoids and the non-GMO MCT oil. So a lot of other products you'll find have inflammatory carrier oils. They might have natural flavors. That is completely pure. All products are made from organic, whole, natural ingredients. They only extract from the hemp flowers. They don't extract from the stalks and seeds, which are basically the throwaway part of the hemp plant. And they only use a very gentle, slow ethanol-based extraction method. So there is no high heat or high pressure, which can really compromise the profile of the hemp flower. And this is why it's really important to pay attention to sourcing when it comes to your products, especially full-spectrum hemp, because if it's not processed in the correct way, it can completely eliminate all the benefits. Not only are the ingredients spot on and you guys know how picky I am about ingredients but Ned goes a step further and they energetically infuse all of their products with binaural beats, positive affirmations, and happy vibes which I believe makes the biggest difference. You can feel the energy behind this stuff and I love hearing your guys stories about how this has changed your life in so many different ways. And if you have a personal story, I would love it if you told me about it because it truly makes my day. I have heard a lot of amazing testimonials from you guys already. Some people saying that they haven't been able to sleep in years and now suddenly they can. Or people who have been dealing with chronic joint pain and now they don't feel the joint pain anymore. 
This has helped women get their periods back. There are so many incredible uses and it just makes my day to hear how Ned has changed your life because this is a product and a brand I truly believe in and I use it every single day. I take a dropper's worth of the 750 milligram every single evening. It helps me wind down. It helps me sleep and I just feel so great when I do that and if I have a particularly stressful day, I will take some in the morning as well. I recommend starting with a 300 milligram bottle and then working your way up just to see what your body needs. Because if you need less, then it's better off to use less. You only need what you need. And don't forget to check out Ned's other hemp-infused products. They have a hemp-infused body butter, which is amazing. It smells amazing, makes your skin so soft, and is great if you have any chronic pain or soreness. And also their hemp-infused lip balms. They have four different flavors. I absolutely love them all, and they make my lips so dang soft. So if you want to try out Ned's products, just go to helloned.com, and you can use my discount code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, for 15% off. Again, that is helloned.com and you can use my discount code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. This stuff is going to change your life. Today's episode was so much fun to record. I recorded this relatively recently when I took my brief trip to Los Angeles on my way to the Bay Area and I stopped by and saw Jess Sukan from Body Bliss by Jess. I'm sure many of you are familiar with her, but if you're not, Jess is a board-certified holistic health coach who is all about helping clients just find a balanced life away from fad diets, over-exercising, burnout. She takes a holistic approach. She approaches body, mind, everything, and just really helps people create a balanced lifestyle. And she also works in partnership with her mom, Candice Birch, who is a hormone health educator. They have such a cool family business, which Jess will talk a bit about in this episode, but Jess has individual clients. She also leads a virtual group coaching course, and she has a bunch of different events and retreats like an upcoming retreat in Palm Springs that's called Recharge to Bliss, which I have linked in the show notes if you're interested in joining that retreat. So in this episode, Jess and I talk about all the things. We talk about what it's like living in LA. We talk a bit about her personal health journey. She struggled with yo-yo dieting and body image and getting some excess weight off that she had put on in college as well as really severe migraines and we talk about work-life balance and boundaries and just so many different things. So I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy this episode and you'll just feel like you're in the room with us chatting. Jess is so sweet and super down to earth and I just love her realistic perspective and how she really does look at every aspect of her clients' lives, we have a very similar approach to how we work with clients. So that was really nice. And she's just a sweetheart. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. I don't want to make you wait any longer. And at the beginning of this episode, we're chatting a little bit about the podcast that her and her sister are going to be releasing. I'm not exactly sure what date it will be out, but they've been working on releasing a podcast. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. And in the meantime, you can find everything from Jess at bodyblissbyjess.com and on Instagram at bodybliss 
by Jess. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into this chat with Jess Sukan. What inspired you to start your podcast? My podcast, uh, well, my sister and I, yeah. um, we decided that, well, we've, so my sister is the co-founder of Your Hormone Balance, which is our family business. Uh-huh. So my mom's a hormone health educator and we help um, women and men um, get back in balance naturally. And so she and I kind of have been working together over the past like year, year and a half. I'm like their quote unquote in-house holistic health coach. Mm -hmm. But we simultaneously have kind of had our own journeys, like up until working together as a family business where Mm -hmm. I had the 12 years of yo-yo dieting and body dysmorphia and crazy careers and stress and migraines and she had her a different journey and she's been going through like some um, gastric issues, stomach issues, some autoimmune stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I think at this point in our life, we just kind of have come together and realized, wow, like we've both had these like pretty intense journeys. Mm -hmm. Um, We've always been really close as like best friends. um, And now we're really working together. So it's like, we feel like we have so much content to talk about, to share. Mm -hmm. And we just have met so many incredible people with inspiring stories. So we're like, let's take this into a podcast and Mm -hmm. just see what happens. We both really like talking to people too. Yeah. Wait, so how old is she? Is she older? She is younger. So she just turned 30. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wait, how old are you? 33. You don't look 33. Oh, thank I you. thought you were like 27. Oh, thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> it's all the good I'm almost 34, eight. actually. Really? I know. I feel like I'm getting old, but I try You're to not. just like see it as like, okay, it's all relative. Somebody 44 yeah. thinks that I'm really young. Yeah. Somebody 54 thinks that, you know, it's all just how you, you um, don't show look, up. You don't look at your age. Not you look like you. you're in your 20s. How old are you? How old do you think I am? I don't know. I mean, I think you're in your 20s. Yeah. Yeah. 25? I'm 24. 24. I yeah. just turned 24. Yeah. That sounds so young to me. But also, gosh, yeah. I mean, it feels like so much has happened yeah. in almost 10 years. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's funny because I've always... I feel like now I'm more of like a normal age for what I'm doing. But when I got into this, I was always just the young one. Like everyone was always shocked at how young I was Mm -hmm. because I mean like I started podcasting when I was 21 really yeah um and I was coaching people when I was 21 and I mean I really started my business when I was like 22 you know so how did you start at that like how did you know at that young of an (laughs) age that that's what you wanted to do because I also feel like podcasting has just really blown up in the last couple of years yeah I mean I got in I feel like well not even at the beginning really like I mean people have been podcasting for right. so long but I'm glad I started when when I did I I remember like I was listening to so many health podcasts and um I remember thinking at the time like there's nothing really here for people my age like I was listening to a lot of advice for people like in their 30s and mm-hmm. 40s and I just wanted something more relevant to me um and I was going through a lot of my own health issues so that's what like kind of led me to figure out what I wanted to do. Just like, you know, my Mm -hmm. own health journey and like needed to get out of it. That's so Um, cool. But yeah, podcasting is really, is so much fun. And now it's like, I'm over 200 episodes deep and really congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's getting, a lot of people are doing it now. Well, and that's what I mean. I know podcasting has been around for so long, but it feels like in the last Mm -hmm. couple of years, it's really blown up to the point where almost everybody that you talk to Mm -hmm. 
at least in my community, listens to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did hear a statistic some, that one of my friends told me that still only about 18 to 20% of the population listens to podcasts. Yeah, it's crazy. So there's still like a huge market for it and mm-hmm. so much room for growth and for mm-hmm. everybody, for more people to be in the space, mm-hmm. which has been helpful for me because it's like, oh, okay, it's not an oversaturated market, mm-hmm. you know, because you start to play the comparison game mm-hmm. with everything and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, maybe it's oversaturated or no one's going to care, but there's still this like huge um, part of the population that's not listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that blows my mind. And I remember that's what I thought when I first started listening to, po- like when I found podcasts, I used to always think they were something for old people. Mm-hmm. And then I started learning about health and that was really the majority of my education. And I learned like everything like I got I was like I feel like I went to college for 10 years by listening to hours of podcasts and I was like I can't believe there's all this free information out there like you can go real deep in science nutrition health and I I was like I can't believe people don't know about this like yeah are you guys are you joking like people who don't listen to podcasts are severely missing out I think you Mm -hmm. can grow so much you know but Definitely. And I think it's better than Google too, because you can get down such, I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole with podcasts too, Mm -hmm. but on Google, it's like, I always say like, don't look at Dr. Google because it's going to scare the shit out of you. I know. Um, and you can find every single viewpoint that you want or like the most dire of dire situations when you're looking for, to learn something about a specific condition or whatever it is. And I feel like podcasting, at least, you know, that these are experts with usually like pretty amazing credentials or stories and Mm -hmm. you kind of get to decide, you know, if somebody resonates with you or not. And I always feel like even if I listen to a whole hour too long podcast and maybe I don't remember a lot of it because it's over my head or whatever, Mm -hmm. I always look for those little like golden nuggets yeah, where it's like a line or two or just something that stood out. And that those little little golden nuggets of information are really what sticks with you and can make the biggest impact Mm -hmm. versus like trying to like retain everything. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think people, I know for me at least like I can retain it more if I'm hearing it in a podcast and hearing Mm -hmm. people explain things, just like talking like a normal conversation Mm -hmm. versus something scientific. Like I don't really geared towards a scientific podcast yeah, like, I feel either. like I was just listening to a podcast the other day and I started and I was like I can tell this person is reading off a paper and a lot Ooh. of listeners actually can't tell like they can't tell but I I've been podcasting for so long I can tell when someone has rehearsed or like is reading notes yeah versus just having a conversation and like for me as a listener I don't retain as well if I feel like it's scripted um, yeah me neither so and that's like no no with my podcast like I don't prepare you know, I don't mm-hmm. prepare for podcasts because I feel like it, I don't know, it just sounds different. I can tell the difference. So I just like to see yeah, where it goes. And I think it, you know, when you, I think depending on the kind of person you are, if you need to prepare to feel more confident going mm-hmm. in, then that's great. Mm-hmm. And I think having an outline or a general idea of questions can be helpful. Yeah. But um, that's different than like reading. Like no, I can tell exactly. people like read notes and I'm like, this just doesn't sound No, fun. and it makes you feel like... You're in class. <laughs> yeah, you're in class. That like also they're kind of on the the podcast circuit of yeah. like this is kind of maybe they're like promoting a book or something and it's kind of like the PR script in mm-hmm. a way of like needing to make sure that I hit on all these points, say it this mm-hmm. very specific way. But then that's what we're all trying to get away from mm-hmm. with podcasting is the like 
highlight reel and the perfectly posed imagery. It's like people getting real and honest mm-hmm. and being asked questions that maybe they don't know the answer to or mm-hmm. that make them think. Yes. And I appreciate that. If somebody's it's like, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. oh gosh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Or, you know, they get asked a question where it kind of makes them pause for a second yeah. and you get a response that maybe you haven't heard from them before. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's what I really like yeah, about it too. That's what I like too. And it's like, I just want people to feel like they're listening in on a conversation mm-hmm. between people. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, a fly on the wall. Yeah. Almost. That's mm-hmm. more interesting. And that's exactly like when people will send over like, Oh, you can ask these questions. I'm like, I'm not asking any of the questions you suggested. <laughs> that's not interesting. Like, yeah, I could hear you say people who do, for example, the, the podcast circuit with their books. It's like, I've heard you say the same thing on every single podcast. Right. Like, why would I have the same conversation that you've already had, you know? Or if it's like, well, you can find that in my book. Yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the point of this. But it's also like, if I like what you have to say, even Mm -hmm. if you say what's in your book, I'm still going to buy your book. Yeah. Because I want more of it and I want it to be tangible and I want to be able to go back and look at it. Like there's so many books that I have where I've heard, like Dr. Axe, I Mm -hmm. flip and love him. Mm -hmm. Mark Hyman, I love him. Mm -hmm. I consume all of their content, Mm -hmm. like their Instagram. I listen to them on podcasts. I buy their books because I feel like I get something different and I feel like they're really genuine yeah too yeah um but there's some where unfortunately in the beginning I'm super amped on that person but then I hear them on so many different podcasts saying the same thing mm-hmm. and it's like oh kind of takes away the appeal I and know. like the spark or the magic yeah of and what they have to say I also like getting to know someone's personality like podcasting for me has been super interesting because there are so many people in the health and wellness space that um you know, I, I would hold on a pedestal, like, you know, these big influential people and then you meet them in person or you hear them talk unscripted and you're like, "Mm, there's something off here. Like some people are just very scripted and they put up content to appear a certain way and they're not the same in real life. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people you meet and you're like, holy shit, you're amazing. You're the same and even better in person, even better unscripted. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting honestly it gave me a lot more confidence just as you know people play the comparison game like you know you look up to these people in the health and wellness space and then you you get to meet a lot like I've got to meet a lot of them and I'm like "Mm, you're not that exciting or you don't really have that great of social skills like that's pretty interesting that's what I've noticed is Mm -hmm. that and not just with influencers Mm -hmm. with people that I've that I've known for years in high school or college, Mm -hmm. I see their social presence now. And I'm like, that's so interesting because you come off so social Mm -hmm. and outgoing and kind and funny. Mm -hmm. And that's just not really how you are in person Mm -hmm. or like I actually worked, I won't say where, but somewhere where the owner was, you know, very beautiful before I met her Mm -hmm. and just, you know, she was in, the Hollywood scene and mm-hmm. just seemed like this vibrant personality. Mm-hmm. And then in person, once I got to know her, it was so yeah. different from that. And yeah. it was like really took away the way that I viewed her. Mm-hmm. Like she became not as beautiful to me yeah. because I was like, you're not really that beautiful of a person mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. And it's hard to, to relate. Um, but yeah, with influencers too, you know, you see these like perfect imagery, this perfect imagery and the perfectly scripted phrases and Mm -hmm. motivational Instagram stories. And it's like, you want to be them and you just, you want to emulate them so much. And Mm -hmm. either you're really motivated and inspired by them or you're jealous or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. And then you meet them in person and 
it's almost like they're looking through you because they're not able to be present because mm-hmm. they're so concerned with getting the right shot. Yes. Um, and making sure that they get all the poses at that event or whatever it is. And yeah. so I've definitely talked to people where I feel like they're like, uh-huh, yeah, whoop. And like looking around and it's like, okay, 100%. I'm obviously bothering you. Yes. So I'm going to keep going. Isn't that so interesting? I think especially living in LA and like people have, well, I don't anymore, but <laughs> you know, like when you meet people here, like we have the advantage of like meeting people that other people might not be able to. And yeah. then you get to realize like, mm, they're not as, I don't know, exciting as you think they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, and that's also why I like podcasting too, though, because it takes the imagery out of it. Right. Like that was really important to me. It's like, just listen to someone. And if you like what they're saying, then you really like them versus like, do you just like how pretty their pictures are on mm-hmm. Instagram? Like, yeah. Cause anyone can you. do that yeah, at 100%. the end of the day. Yeah. Have you always lived in LA? No, I actually am originally from Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. So I've lived here five years now. I um, moved here with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents, actually my grandma passed away last year, but she um, and my grandfather have lived here basically um, since they were like in their 30s or something. So my mom actually grew up in LA mostly. Oh, okay. So we always... <laughs> it's funny because her perception of LA uh-huh. is so different uh-huh. because her parents long story short, but like moved her from Chicago. They're pretty dirt poor Uh to Beverly Hills Oh wow! when she was really young Uh and they wanted to go after like money and fame and stuff like that. Cause my grandma was really beautiful. She was a model. Um, my grand, my granddad like really wanted to grow his business and be successful. And so they put my mom into Beverly Hills high school and she was like wearing like handmade clothes to school and going to school with celebrities that, have now become celebrities or celebrities kids. And it was like, I think for her, she just saw her mom caring so much about looking beautiful Mm -hmm. and about money and about maybe getting famous or hanging out with famous people. And Mm -hmm. it just kind of turned her off. Mm -hmm. So she got the like superficial vibes from being here Mm -hmm. and just didn't care about any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and really, I think it just rubbed her wrong. And even though she has so many incredible memories here, Mm -hmm. like we'll talk to her like, come on, mom, there are great things that happen. You got to go to the beach every day when you were young. Mm -hmm. Like she would tell us stories about riding, like (laughs) stealing her dad's car and like sneaking out the window and like riding down sunset Boulevard with her friends, like going to Mel's (laughs) drive through. Oh my God. Um, So she has all those great memories too. And I think there's things she really loves about it, Mm -hmm. but I think it was just hard for her to grow up with those kind of values. Yeah. And so she's always kind of said like, why would you want to move to LA? You know? So my sister and I never thought we would want to move here. We always came to visit our grandparents and loved it, but we're like, Oh, we would never move there. Mm -hmm. And then my sister's fiance, now fiance got into law school Mm -hmm. a while back when they were just dating and, they kind of had to move here. Mm-hmm. And so I would come visit her mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's sunny all the time. I'm not cold. Mm-hmm. There's the beach. There's so much to do. And finally convinced my husband to move out. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I always think like when I was living here, like it's much better to live here as an adult than I can't imagine growing up here. Like I think, I don't know. I feel like that would fuck with my head. Yeah. Like, I know some people, you know, who, like when I was in college, I like had some friends who were like in high school here and I would talk to them about like, what, what it's like, what's it like, like going to high school in LA or like, mm-hmm. you know, middle school and the things they would tell me, I'm like, holy shit. It's like, it's so intense. Yeah. Especially being like a girl, you know, in middle school, like growing up in LA. I mean, girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot. And I'm, I mean, you get that anywhere, yeah. but I do think, 
I mean, of course, too. My mom is 70, mm-hmm. 71, mm-hmm. Um, which I love to say because she looks incredible. Yeah. She doesn't act her age at all. She's mm-hmm. so youthful. Um, but she was here years ago mm-hmm. um, in her teens and, and 20s. And so even back then, it mm-hmm. was like a different type of superficial that she was around than mm-hmm. maybe now. Um, but it, I also always tell people Yes, the superficial side of LA exists, but mm-hmm. that exists anywhere you go. Yeah. And if you're true to yourself and who you are as a person, you won't surround yourself with those people. Yeah. I don't think she really had a choice because she was so young. Mm-hmm. But for me coming out here from Portland, I had a lot of friends who were like, you're going to turn into one of those LA girls and just care about superficial things. And I was mm-hmm. like, you guys know me. I'm not going to change my personality just because I move somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to find the same types of friendships mm-hmm. and values from the people that I surround myself with mm-hmm. than I would in Portland. Yeah. And of course, yeah, you run into that, but it, but you avoid it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's incredible people here. There's I've never had so much collaboration or met mm-hmm. so many inspiring women mm-hmm. and men as mm-hmm. I have since moving here. And a lot of it I have to thank Instagram for mm-hmm. because we've like slid into each other's DMs mm-hmm. and met up for coffee or matcha and and gone on to like plan events or retreats yeah. or like just become really close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a double double edged sword. Like I mean a lot it's hard to tell. It's just as easy. Like you can come here and easily slide into the whole superficial clicky thing, or you can find some fucking amazing people who will change your life. You know, like my deepest friendships like are here, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but there are also plenty of people who annoy me who are here, you know, it's just about who you, who you run in like in the same circle as and like what events you choose to go to and like, what content you consume. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's all a choice. It's just like, you have to, I feel like you have to like have self-control when you're here. It's pretty easy for people just to like have stars in their eyes when they come to LA Yeah, and you have to, what you're like, what you're saying is true. Like just stay true to yourself. But I will say like, I think something that is challenging here Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you can relate to this, but is, um, the fact that I think because it, it, you know, Hollywood is here Mm -hmm. and because it's sunny and warm all the time, Mm -hmm. that body image Mm -hmm. issues were like pretty strong Mm -hmm. for me when I first moved here Mm -hmm. because it was like, Oh my gosh, everyone's beautiful Mm -hmm. in little shorts and tank tops. Mm -hmm. And you know, they have like perfect hair and makeup and, Mm -hmm. I just saw so much of that and it was like, and I was working in West Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I was surrounded more by that. And I worked for a PR and entertainment firm. So we would have like celebrities in and work Mm -hmm. with influencers that were looked flawless. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, I had had those body image issues, but moving here, it was all of a sudden like, okay. Yeah. You know, intensified. Yeah. It was interesting for me because I didn't, now that I've moved away, like, and, and, and I'm, not around these people now that I come back I see it I'm like holy shit the the girls here do not a lot of them just don't look healthy and when I was here for so long it was like I got desensitized to it and I just like thought that's how normal people are yes and then you know I travel a lot and I would travel to other cities and I was like oh I forgot like what normal people look like well the standards are Mm -hmm. pretty skewed I think and there is so much um you know it's health and wellness here Mm -hmm. is very important to most people, not Mm -hmm. everybody, but I think even if you're not eating well, you're probably have, you're either 
immersed in the wellness scene or you're like in the fitness world. Yeah. So you may not be eating well, but you're like working out like crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone's just really aware of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's I, a bubble for it, sure. It's totally a bubble. Yeah. But so when you moved here, um, how did that affect, like, did that make you have any behavior changes or how did you deal with those body image struggles? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting cause I haven't talked about this for a while, but I think just reflecting on it, you know, I was already pretty insecure when I moved here from Portland, I was still going through a lot of my, it was a lot better, but I still had like dysmorphic tendencies and, um, would try to control my food. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I first moved here, I was working for a high-end mixology and event production company. So we worked, um, we did high-end events for like celebrities and really Mm -hmm. affluent people. Mm -hmm. And so I, being the event manager, I had to get dressed up and go to all of these events and manage them. Like we even did um, Lance Bass of NSYNC's uh-huh. wedding. That's amazing. Yeah, and I was obsessed with NSYNC when uh-huh. I was young, like to the point we could have a whole conversation about it. Like my room was covered <laughs> with their posters. My friend and I like made a fanatic video and set it to MTV to try to meet oh them. Oh my God, I love Like it. I've gotten backstage passes to their yeah. concerts. So to actually like come full circle and all of them except for Justin were mm-hmm. there and it was like, starstruck to the extreme but also trying to like manage this whole event Mm -hmm. but those kind of events where you have to get like super dressed up you're surrounded by celebrities I think I was just I just remember that day in particular feeling really self-conscious in my body and just not even really wanting to be seen even though I was sort of on stage managing everything Mm -hmm. and then when I left that job and went to work in PR and marketing at the entertainment firm it was like like I said, we did a lot of influencer outreach and partnerships. So then I'm like, part of my job is to look for influencers to collaborate with. So I'm literally scrolling Instagram all day long, looking at hot girls Mm -hmm. and sitting there like, okay, maybe I'm not going to have lunch, you know, maybe I'm going to skip lunch or, and I don't think it was like that A to B, like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like hot girl skipping lunch. Mm -hmm. It was more subconscious probably, but as a result, I just did really, I think subconsciously restrict. Mm -hmm. So I would eat like a rice cake with cream cheese on it for breakfast and like drink like three or four cups of coffee. And if I did take lunch, I was grabbing something really quick and eating through lunch break and wasn't you know, wasn't walking around, wasn't sitting and taking that time. Mm -hmm. Snacks were like quest bars on the go. Like I probably had like two quest bars a day at one point and one would usually replace a meal and just a lot of still like very conscious of calories Mm -hmm. and just pretty insecure. Like I would go out on the weekends all the time to blow off steam because I was so stressed. I did a lot of like the bottomless mimosa brunches and I was just you know, I was surrounded by a lot of beautiful girls and guys. And I think I just was always aware, like Mm -hmm. just very aware of how I dressed, how I looked. It wasn't just my body. It was like, I don't have enough money to go and buy like the designer, like Lululemon pants Mm -hmm. or like the super cute tops that everyone's wearing and go and get my hair done all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think it was beyond just the body stuff. It was like, I also am kind of struggling right now financially. Mm -hmm. I'm just like getting my footing in the corporate world, which is where I thought I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And so but, but I can't, like, I'm not going to prioritize that right now because I can't, I need to make rent. I now live in LA and it's way more expensive than Portland. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of different factors, Mm -hmm. um, coming to play, but I think it definitely did not help, um, 
me to like feel better about my body. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't really until I decided that I wanted to become a health coach Mm -hmm. um, that a lot of those patterns started to shift. Tell me more about that, like getting out of it. Yeah. So at the time, um, the, that job was so stressful that I couldn't relax really. And I didn't really practice any forms of self care. Mm -hmm. If I got a massage, it was like, because of my birthday or something, Mm -hmm. or it was like our aunt, my husband, my anniversary, you know, it was like, I didn't think, Oh, I should go take a long walk and reflect. You know, (laughs) it was like, I'm going to go grab wine with some friends, you know, or my husband and I would do fun things. We've always done fun things. Like we would drive to the beach and stuff like that. But if we went anywhere that didn't have cell service, I would freak out and we'd have to turn back around because I needed to be available all the time. Mm -hmm. And so this really heightened stress, I worked with uh, the New York team. So a lot of times I'd have to be up at 5am working on a campaign Mm -hmm. and then emails would get sent super late. There was times where it'd be a campaign where we were just working around the clock and Mm -hmm. our client would call us at all hours on the weekends. I just could not relax. Like Mm -hmm. the anxiety was up to my chest, through my throat, like nauseating. Mm -hmm. And so eventually I developed really severe debilitating migraines. And I've talked about this before, but I was in and out of doctor's offices because I was so sick that I would, at one point I had to leave work and um, drive home and then was like projectile vomiting for like a day straight laying in a dark room and like trying to check emails. (laughs) And so I got, you know, I, I couldn't get relief from doctors because they kept giving me medication that would wear off and then create this rebound migraine. Mm -hmm. And so it kept coming back. And so eventually I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Obviously this is stress. Mm -hmm. I was raised by a holistic health educator. I have the tools. I know how to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. I also know how to treat my body well. I'm just not, I'm ignoring all the messages my body's sending me. And right now it's, it's like so fucking sorry loud it's like a blowhorn saying like you gotta slow down girl otherwise you're not gonna be able to survive yeah and so i decided there had to be a better way and so i i found this book that i recommend to everyone who anyone who has headache problems called um heal your headache the one two three program and it was an elimination diet Mm -hmm. but you also have to reduce stress and all these different things so i did it and i completely got rid of my migraines as a result like really started to like eat better whole foods what what type of elimination diet was it like what were you eliminating it's hard to explain because it's very migraine specific but it's like there's a bunch of different chemical compounds Mm -hmm. that are found in different foods that can be triggers for people with migraines so a lot of them are in things like aged cheese Mm -hmm. red wine chocolate like um, histamines Histamines too, but, Mm -hmm. but specific chemical compounds. Mm -hmm. So like theobromine and Mm -hmm. chocolate Mm -hmm. and, and red wine and like the tannins and wine. Yeah. And then, um, like bananas and nuts and avocados, like healthy food. Mm -hmm. And so you had to eliminate all of these foods Mm -hmm. for a minimum. I think it was of three to four months Mm -hmm. and it was hard and, Mm -hmm. you know, most alcohol and I was, you know, going out a lot back then. And so but I was, I was so desperate. I was willing to do anything. And of course I wasn't perfect on Mm -hmm. it, but to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. And I took a break from work and my team even was so sweet and bought me a massage and was like, you're going to get a massage. You're so stressed out. And through that healing process, I realized 
wow, if I can find this place of happiness Mm -hmm. and cure myself through food Mm -hmm. and through lifestyle, I should be able to help other people too. Mm -hmm. And because I was eating, I thank God was able to add back in almost all the foods. Like I was able to add back in avocados because that's like, I can't imagine that'd be like cutting off a limb. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, nuts and bananas Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I found a few triggers. One was coffee, which I was drinking ad nauseum, like every hour. Yeah. Um, chocolate or not chocolate, sorry. Um, red wine, champagne, um, and, uh, cheese does not, didn't already work real Mm -hmm. well, well with me anyway. Um, and, and a lot of like anything like processed, like I was doing a lot of turkey bacon and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and realized that the nitrates in it were really affecting me. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to add back in most everything, but I had to quit my job because it was like, I can eat all the healthy foods in the world Mm -hmm. and do the self care. But if I'm stressed out of my mind at work, none of that is really going to matter as much as I want it to. And the migraines are going to come back. Mm -hmm. And so because I was able to cure myself holistically, I started to look up um, coaching certificates because I was like, I really feel that I could help other Mm -hmm. people and found the Institute for integrative nutrition and Mm -hmm. signed up while I was still working Mm -hmm. and started the program. But I decided that there was no way I could go to school at the same time as already working this really stressful job. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to become resentful or burnt out of something I was so excited about. Mm -hmm. So I decided to quit and I just had, I, I used to serve when I was younger So I found a serving job and did it like five to six nights a week and would go to school in the day Mm -hmm. and then had some freelance um, marketing clients and just started to like grow my, my website, my business, start to take some friends on as clients, Mm -hmm. actually coach some people that I worked with at the restaurant because servers, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like working late and grabbing whatever they can at the end of the night, don't really prioritize exercise or sleep. Mm -hmm. And so it was really cool to help some of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But then eventually grew my business to the point where I was able to go from six nights a week serving to five Mm -hmm. to four. And it was so cool to like, be able to like slowly drop off and then like get rid of some of the other side hustles until I was eventually able to go full time. Yeah. And I, I love that you highlight that because this is kind of what we were talking about before. Like people don't realize like sometimes you have to quit your job. Like people, like I see this all the time with clients. I'm sure you do too. It's like they have the perfect diet, like perfect supplement protocol. Like they think they're doing everything right, but their job is sucking the life out of them. And I'm like, you're not going to get better until you quit. Like, I wish I could tell you something else. You know, I encourage clients as well. I, you know, I don't want to be responsible for somebody quitting their job and everything blowing up, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I do encourage if your mind is already in that place of Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what to do. I'm so stressed at my job. I don't like it. I get anxiety just thinking about going in. It's like, that isn't going to be sustainable for Mm -hmm. you. So how can you like dig into some of your other qualities that you have and skill sets Mm -hmm. and, and at least do some soul searching. Mm -hmm. And if you need to go down to part-time or if you need to just like take a hiatus for a little bit or take an extended vacation, because I think some of your best aha moments or epiphanies come when you're not at work. Mm -hmm. So like take that vacation time you've been saving up Mm -hmm. And, and use it mm-hmm. and just go and, and do some, some soul searching and yeah. see what you come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you really think about it and you get real with yourself, it mm-hmm. probably really is the thing that needs to go or at least change or shift or you need to set better boundaries at work. Cause sometimes you don't always have to leave, but it's like, 
you're just too available. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People have a hard time with the boundaries. I mean, I do too. Everyone does, but it's, you know, it's the awareness Mm -hmm. of like, I'm saying yes to everything. Mm -hmm. I'm the yes girl at work. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to be that way. I used to show up an hour before I needed to get there and leave an hour later than everybody else. Because Mm -hmm. in my mind, I was like, I'd rather get there early, set myself up, check emails before everyone comes in, starts talking to me. And then like wanted to work later because then I'm like, well, now I'm more set up for the next day. So yeah, it was just like this weird cycle and, and, and then not taking the breaks. Yeah. People pleasing. And everybody was like, Oh Jess, you're just so reliable. And to me at the time it was a compliment, Mm -hmm. but looking back, it was like, no, that's because I was always available. Yeah. I wrote back to emails within five minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, other people that I worked with didn't Mm -hmm. my coworker, he would, he would leave early. He would, he just wouldn't respond when clients emailed him on the Mm -hmm. weekends. And I was just like, how do you not respond? He's like, if they really need me, they'll call me, Mm -hmm. you know? And he just, and he would, he worked his way up. He was like one of the top people Mm -hmm. in our firm. And, and I think a big part of it was that he set those boundaries, you know, and was able to stay there for a long time. Have you run into something similar being like an entrepreneur with setting boundaries. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know for me, like it's been a big shift for me in the last year, like because same way, like I've always been really on top of it. I would respond to emails so quickly and like anytime someone would message me, I'd get there and then it was like everyone got so used to me being so available. Mm-hmm. Like I was just being overrun and then I had to start being very strict and then turned into people you're so mean now. Like you don't answer me. Why aren't you? And I'm like, this is a boundary. Like, sorry, God has said it. Yeah. And I feel like I see this a lot with entrepreneurs. Mm Um, I, I don't know. I feel like, because like needing, I don't know, even more so. So I wonder how you maintain those in your own business and with clients too. I think a lot of people, a lot of people listening to this are like coaches and nutritionists or work with clients. So, um, and I think this is a common theme, like understanding the boundaries. Like I know a lot of, um, coaches who like their clients have 27, 24, seven access to them. Like mine, wow. mine don't, I yeah. can't do that. Um, so I'm wondering what kind of boundaries you set in yeah. your own business now. Yeah. That's a really good question. And something I actually love to talk about. Um, when I first started coaching, <laughs> I think when you're new at anything, yeah. you have kind of like that imposter syndrome uh-huh. and you want to offer everything because yeah. you like are trying to justify what you're charging mm-hmm. and you don't really know if you're, you know, good enough yet. Yeah. And so initially my rates were pretty low. Mm-hmm. Like I think back on what I was charging and it's like, well, no wonder I was struggling, Yeah. but you kind of have to do that in yeah. the beginning anyway, just yeah. to get your footing and to get, you know, make sure that you have that good relationship with clients and that you're mm-hmm. able to get genuine testimonials and really service people mm-hmm. from, you know, a, a practice place really. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the beginning I was charging really low rates like you're saying 24 seven access through text messaging. So I would oh get God. like would huge that. blocks of like paragraphs yeah. of somebody telling me that they like had a really hard time and giving me like their whole thought process and wanting me to like support them in the moment or like, Hey, I'm at this restaurant. What should I order? Sending me the menu. And then I'm like flustered, like doing something else and yeah. like, Oh, they're at the restaurant now. I need to write them now. And like just getting that same sort of anxiety that I got before in my other job and feeling like I had to respond right away because I was like, I want to support them and they're struggling Mm -hmm. right now and I need to be there for them. And that's what I agreed to. And I just like really want to be that person for them. Mm -hmm. And, and then on top of it, 
Um, and I know if any of my clients are listening that had me do this for them, Mm -hmm. not saying I didn't like it, but it was just a lot of work. Like after every session, I would send a full recap of notes Mm -hmm. where it was like, here's the three goals that we set together. Mm -hmm. Here are the action steps. Mm -hmm. Here are the links to the recipes that we Mm -hmm. talked about. Here's like some words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And those would take me honestly like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. People don't realize how much like prep work and follow up work. It it takes so much time. It was so much time. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy. And it was just, I was starting to feel like, I don't know how I can show up for everybody because I have one time I had like five calls a day. And then in between calls, I was doing the recap. So it was like a 10 hour day and I was just exhausted, Mm -hmm. but loved it. But I was like, I don't know if this is sustainable Mm -hmm. at one point. And then I actually started working with a business coach and her name's Heidi Stevens. She's amazing. And she, one of the first things she said to me was, why are you doing a recap email? (laughs) And I was like, well, because I feel like I just really want to support everybody Mm -hmm. and just really make them have that accountability of like, you know, here are the action steps that you agreed Mm -hmm. to, you know, I really want to support them if they're struggling with like swap outs for food. And Mm -hmm. I just really want them to know that I'm there and I feel like they all love it and they all tell me they love it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want them to take that away. She's like, okay, well, if you don't want to take it away, it's fine. But I'm just saying like, how long is that taking you? Mm -hmm. And we were talking about it. And then she made a really good point that, you know, your clients come to you for you. Like you are enough. Mm -hmm. The information that you have to provide and the support that you have to give is enough. Mm -hmm. Giving people too much. People are already confused. They're already overwhelmed. Sending them another email on top of what they're already agreeing to do is actually probably overwhelming for them. Even if they do enjoy it, they may not even be reading thoroughly through Mm -hmm. it. And then you're not making them accountable to themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they should be taking notes while they're on the call with you, really absorbing what you have to say and like going out there and and doing the work Mm -hmm. um, versus you doing it all for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're really going to grow more if you, you know, leave it up to them. Mm -hmm. And of course, like you can send a text message or whatever with a recipe that made you think of them. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing I eliminated made a world of difference in the first week. Nobody missed it. No one asked for me for it. Mm-hmm. It was totally fine. And then I updated my contract to have response times. Mm-hmm. So I will respond to messages between six and eight hours after 7 PM. I try to wrap up my night and then mm-hmm. in the, I'll get back to you the next morning mm-hmm. on weekends. Response times will be slower. And this is all to practice what I preach mm-hmm. and basically set it that way. And then I transferred all clients into an app called Telegram, which is a free messaging service mm-hmm. so that my messages from clients are completely separate from my text messages, which are personal. Mm-hmm. And that honestly, those two things, mm-hmm. three things, I guess, made the world of difference in my business, completely reignited my love for everything. I didn't feel stressed. It didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't feel like... I was going to be, you know, I didn't feel like I was going to have to quit this coaching Mm -hmm. um, because I just couldn't, I don't think it's fair to clients when the fifth call of the day is getting the haggard, worn out version of you. And the first call gets like the really inspired, excited version. Yeah. That's not fair to them. Yeah. And so now I feel like all my clients get the same energetic level and Mm -hmm. I'm, I feel like they're my soulmate clients. Yeah. I, well, I really appreciate that because those are super tangible. Okay, cool. No, I like would love to answer because I I ask other people that and a lot of times they don't really give anything super tangible. Oh, okay. So it's like very useful for people. Yeah, Um, I mean, game changers for me, for sure. We're going to take a brief pause from this chat with Jess, which I'm sure you are enjoying, to chat about today's sponsor, Four Sigmatic. I actually recently recorded a podcast with Four Sigmatic's national educator, Danielle Breida, who is such a gem. She's awesome. I can't wait for you guys to hear that. 
But in that conversation, we talked a lot about the healing power of functional mushrooms. And that conversation got me so re-inspired and I just fell in love all over again with my four sigmatic mushroom elixirs. I didn't know that was possible because I love them. I drink them every single day and I can't imagine my life without them, but I have a whole new appreciation with them after Danielle scienced the heck out of me with all their benefits. And that's one of the reasons why I love Four Sigmatic so much is because they make drinking functional mushrooms really easy to do and taste delicious because you might find some functional mushroom products out there and the mushrooms taste awful or they're not the highest quality or they're not super potent. And that's why I love Four Sigmatic because they are the highest quality ingredients all products are made with wildcrafted or log-grown and certified organic mushrooms, and they're all tested for pesticides, heavy metals, irradiation, mycotoxins, other factors, and they're super effective. There is 500 to 1500 milligrams of dual extracted mushrooms per serving. That is the most potent product out there on the market. And all you have to do with these mushroom elixirs is pour the little packet into hot water and you're good to go. You can also put it into smoothies. You can mix in some nut milk for more of a latte style drink. You could even sprinkle it just on top of food, which Danielle explained because it's actually already been extracted and ready to go. So it's just whatever way you can get get the powder in. I love drinking these. I think they taste absolutely amazing. Most people don't realize that there are so many mushrooms out there that have a ton of health benefits. They just think of, you know, portobello mushrooms that they see at the store. But there is a whole kingdom out there that have been used for centuries for their healing properties. And some of the ones that I use every single day include the cordyceps, which is great for natural energy and performance. So this is especially great for athletes. But if you just want an energy boost and you don't want any caffeine, I highly recommend the cordyceps. This is my personal favorite in terms of taste. I think it tastes so good and I love to have this every single morning. And the other one that I have every single day is the reishi mushroom elixir. And this is great for stress and sleep. So if you want to wind down, drink some reishi. It is great for helping you relax before bed. And if I'm having a really stressful day, I have this as well. Just this week, I had a very stressful day and I went over to actually my friend Kaylee's house. You guys know Kaylee from Clear Stem Skincare. And she was like, you need some reishi. And I was like, yes, I do. And so we had some some reishi, some reishi lattes and I felt like a million bucks. The other one that I will often have during the day is the chaga. And chaga is king of the mushrooms. It's really great for supporting your immune system. So if you want to make sure your immune system is just a powerhouse, drink the chaga regularly. This is great to have every morning just to kickstart that immune system, protect yourself against any free radicals, thanks to the antioxidants, and just get your day off to a good start. That is a product that I originally fell in love with. Their chaga is just great for overall well-being, and I discovered that one in college and started drinking it every single day. And one of the other ones that actually I had today because I really needed to focus was their lion's mane. That is great for memory, concentration, just brain health, and supporting your nervous system all around. If you got to get work done, if you need to study, if you need to write, concentrate on whatever you're doing, then check out their lion's mane. It tastes great and it really, really does help you focus. 
I love these natural options for different health benefits, and they're so easy to use. They taste delicious. And if you want the maximum benefits, drink them every single day because the benefits can sort of build on each other, especially when it comes to something like chaga. You know, for the immune support, drink it every single day and you will notice a difference. Those are the ones I drink most often, but Four Sigmatic has a ton of other products. I also love their Mushroom Hot Cacao with Reishi if you love hot chocolate. Super delicious, easy to make, and because it has that Reishi in it, I can drink it before bed and actually go to sleep afterward. That is like my favorite treat. And if I ever do want coffee, I'll have Four Sigmatic's Mushroom Coffee because it is high quality coffee and it's coffee without the jitters. There's only 50 milligrams of caffeine per serving and it's paired with the adaptogenic mushrooms. So you are getting the benefits of those as well. So you can have that little hit of caffeine, but you don't feel like a crazy person like me. And it's much easier on the adrenals. But make sure you check out their full range of products. They have so many different latte mixes, everything from a chai latte mix with turkey tail to their golden latte mix, matcha, plain matcha, and their matcha latte mix. All of their mixes, of course, contain the functional mushrooms, so you are getting those health benefits. And that just goes back to how Four Sigmatic knows how to make these accessible and fun and easy to drink. I have probably 10 Four Sigmatic packets in every single one of my different bags and purses because I need to have them with me at all times. Four Sigmatic even has edible skincare, so they are really going above and beyond. They have a great face serum and mask that you can also eat slash drink, so that's super fun if you like to eat your skincare. So if you want to try out Four Sigmatic or Restock, since I know so many of you love these products as well, then definitely go to foursigmatic.com slash CRW and you can use my discount code CRW for 15% off. Again, that's foursigmatic.com, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash C-R-W, and my code C-R-W will get you that 15% off. These are going to become a part of your daily routine. This is part of my morning routine, afternoon routine, nighttime routine, and I consider this a form of self-care. They taste delicious. They are giving you some amazing health benefits, and it's a great way to get it in without taking a supplement because it tastes good, and I know you guys are going to love them. So now that you know about some functional mushrooms you need to add into your life, join the Four Sigmatic tribe. You won't go back. Let's go ahead and hop back into this conversation with Jess. What's your typical like demographic? Like I'm sure you get things all over the board, but in general, is there just a certain type of client like, I don't know, like age or like health struggle in particular, or is it just really all over the board? Well, because I work in partnership with my mom mm-hmm. and my sister, um, we actually have through your hormone balance, mm-hmm. different packages where you test your, um, hormones via saliva at home. And Mm -hmm. then once the results come in, you have a consult to go over the results with my mom. Mm -hmm. There's a package that includes a coaching session with me Mm -hmm. to talk about nutrition. If weight and is it, if you're wanting to balance your weight Mm -hmm. or focus on, um, just feeling healthier mindset lifestyle, Mm -hmm. then you can talk to me. And so through that, I've had a lot of those calls convert to clients. Mm -hmm. And most of those people come to me because the package is called the weight balance package. So their initial goal is that they want to lose weight, Mm -hmm. most of them. Mm -hmm. But it usually turns into so much more. And I would say that it's almost all women. Well, I I do only coach women. Mm -hmm. So all women Mm -hmm. um, between the ages of about 25 to... 
55 Mm -hmm. and generally it's weight loss, but I would say the majority of people come to me because ultimately they want to get away from the all or nothing mentality, Mm -hmm. restrictive tendencies. So many of them tell me that they relate to my story because Mm -hmm. they're constantly on some diet or off some diet and just like can't figure out out a way to maintain Mm -hmm. their weight or their happiness without being extreme about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what I love to work with clients on is Mm -hmm. like rebalancing that mindset Mm -hmm. and showing them that you can eat real delicious, healthy foods Mm -hmm. and feel amazing, level up your energy, balance out your hormones, um, release some weight, but not feel super restricted or deprived or counting calories or tracking macros all the time or stepping on the scale every single day. Mm -hmm. And that it's so much greater than your weight. Mm -hmm. It's about, um, you know, your, your history, Mm -hmm. your, your lifestyle, your relationships, um, the relationship that you have with yourself being the most important Mm -hmm. and what you do for fun. Like how do you play, you know, Mm -hmm. um, your thoughts, like, do you have a journaling practice? So it really, for me, it's, very little actually about food in the end and so much more about the mindset. And then I really love to help people. Um, I work with a lot of women who are super busy on the go, don't really love cooking, have big families. I really help simplify. That's my biggest thing. Mm -hmm. I love to simplify people's lives. So what's your approach with weight loss? Um, With a client that Mm -hmm. wants to lose weight? Mm -hmm. So I definitely am not the coach to come to if you want to drop 20 pounds in a month. That's just not, not sustainable. And that's not my message. Um, if somebody wants to lose weight, I think having a goal like that is totally fine. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be shunned. Like, Oh, you want to lose weight? No. Like if losing weight to you is going to make you feel more confident or it's a health thing, like you Mm -hmm. should absolutely honor that goal. Mm -hmm. But if it's going to take you, six months versus six weeks to do, but that six months is going to be sustainable and you're going to be able to keep it off and feel good and light. Like, wouldn't you rather that than like the six weeks where maybe you fit into that dress for summer, but then it's right back on and you have to do it again. Mm -hmm. And it's the cycle. So really it just, it depends on the client. It depends on how they're eating. But for me, it's starting with like a day in the life and just really getting as much information as possible about what their day looks like, what they're eating, stress, sleep, mm-hmm. exercise, and then starting pretty small mm-hmm. and maybe just starting with breakfast mm-hmm. and tweaking that and like helping them cultivate a really nice morning routine to set them up for the day because mm-hmm. then it creates this like ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like after a couple of weeks, once that's kind of down, then maybe layering on lunch mm-hmm. and like talking about snacks and just, it really is just the layering on process mm-hmm. and just adding slowly, mm-hmm. but I love to bring more into your life versus take a lot away mm-hmm. because the more that you bring in naturally, some of the other stuff that's not serving you falls away. And then also some education, mm-hmm. like what is this food doing in your body? Mm-hmm. And like, how is that going to show up in your energy levels? You know, how is it going to show up in your mindset? Like, are you going to feel really guilty afterwards mm-hmm. or are you going to be able to move on from it? So I, I implement a lot of like intuitive eating as well. So are most of the clients who come to you eating more like processed foods diets and you're helping them switch to whole foods or are people coming to you like already usually healthy? Honestly, both. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of my clients are already eating really healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of them are eating healthy fats and protein Mm and, um, complex carbs and all that stuff. But I think it's just that honestly, podcasts are amazing, but a lot of them come to me because they've heard me on a podcast and said that 
what I said resonated with them because they've heard a lot of other podcasts that have told them like that they should be vegan or paleo or keto Mm -hmm. and like really specific Mm -hmm. ways of eating Mm -hmm. and they're feeling confused. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know which one I should be like or what I should do. And I just, I, I feel stuck and my weight is stagnant and, and so, um, yeah, so I think that's really, so let's say someone's listening and they're thinking that what's your answer to that? If someone's like, do you, do you have a philosophy or do you put people on different? Yeah. I mean, I think it really depends. Uh-huh. So generally my goal is to get them, um, to balance their blood sugar levels. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important, especially mm-hmm. with the hormone piece. Like mm-hmm. one of the number one ways to balance your hormones is to balance your blood sugar levels. Mm-hmm. So I can tell just through a day in the life, or if I see a food journal, like where, you know, if somebody's hungry an hour after a meal, mm-hmm. I can usually tell why. Yeah. And it's like, they're not, most of the time people are just not eating enough versus eating too much Mm -hmm. and, or they're, you know, like they're like, Oh, well this is a really healthy bowl and it is all whole real foods, Mm -hmm. but it's maybe like a vegan Buddha bowl that has like quinoa and sweet potatoes and chickpeas. And at the end of the day, it still is a carb bomb. Mm -hmm. And so it'll elevate your blood sugar levels and you're going to get a crash. And then an hour later you're really hungry and it's like, but I just ate this big filling bowl Mm -hmm. and not everybody feels that way. Some people Mm -hmm. might be really satisfied and it works for their body type. Mm So I'm also not going to take that away if I feel like it works really well Mm -hmm. for you, but it's just kind of everybody's a little bit different. So for the person who is eating these like big Buddha bowls Mm -hmm. and feeling starved an hour later, I'm like, let's, let's maybe take away a little bit of the carbohydrate and add back in some protein and healthy fats mm-hmm. and fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, I really try to add in as much like fiber as possible because most people don't get enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's like most people get like 15 to 20% of what they should be getting. Mm-hmm. And so adding in a tablespoon of fiber and a serving of fat really mm-hmm. helps people. And then they're able to kind of drop maybe like a little bit of the carb mm-hmm. or, um, or, it, you know, I'm not anti-carb by any means. I just think that it's about mindfulness. So mm-hmm. if you had a really extreme workout and you're trying to just like eat a tablespoon of nut butter, that might be great as a normal snack. Mm-hmm. But if you've just done a really intense strength training workout, you might need a little bit more carbs mm-hmm. and you might feel better and be able to refuel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if that really answers your question, yeah. but it's definitely like a case by case basis. Yeah. But my biggest thing is balancing blood sugar levels. So I think protein, fat, fiber, vegetables at every meal. And then I think a carbohydrate as like a wild card, Mm -hmm. um, totally have it. But like, let's talk about when you want it the most, Mm -hmm. when maybe it's when you crave it, maybe it's after a really, um, intense workout. Maybe it's because it's, you're celebrating and you really want it, but like, Mm -hmm. how can we add in some more fiber and fat to like really slow the, um, blood sugar spike? Do you have favorite fiber sources? Well, avocado, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Duh>. obviously <laughs> it's, my third it's incredible. <laughs> I think it's like seven grams of fiber. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also a healthy source of fat. So that right there takes care of fat and fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, I love raspberries mm-hmm. half a cup, I think has about seven grams of fiber, which a lot of people don't realize berries are pretty high in fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, chia seeds, flax seeds, um, I think as much like roughage as you can get like mm-hmm. spinach and, mm-hmm. and, um, just greens. Like mm-hmm. if you can just get in greens, you're going to get more fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think a good way too is if, if you are going to get like, let's say some grain free granola or something like that. And you, you turn over the nutrition label, you can look at 
carbohydrates Mm -hmm. and let's say it's like 20 grams, but then you always want to look at dietary fiber Mm -hmm. and then you reduce the fiber Mm -hmm. from the carbs and that gives you that net carb Mm -hmm. that's actually really going to like affect your Mm -hmm. insulin levels. Um, but you always want to look for the foods that have, if it is higher carb, but it's also high fiber, that's a great Mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. Um, so I always look at that too. So if I'm getting like a grain free granola or an oatmeal or whatever it is that's packaged, I'm just making sure that there's a good amount of fiber in it as well. Yeah. Do you ever find that adjust or sorry, affecting their digestion though with the fiber increase? Um, not generally. Um, for some people, yeah, but I think a lot of times it's because they're not drinking enough water. Mm. Um, so I think just really, really drinking enough water. Mm -hmm. Um, for some people like cruciferous vegetables can be a little bit harder on the digestive tract and Mm -hmm. also higher in fiber. So a lot of times that's just like steaming it and not eating it raw, mm-hmm. um, or taking a digestive enzyme. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Have you found that with your clients or with yourself? Yeah. A lot of people who go too high fiber get constipated. Yeah. Well, okay. So for sure. Yeah. Um, I think everybody should take magnesium citrate, mm-hmm. um, before bed, which is really good for, mm-hmm. Um, muscle relaxing and easing the stools and like keeping you regular and a probiotic Mm -hmm. and or like magnesium calm which Mm -hmm. is that little drink you can have before bed Mm -hmm. really helps so generally I'll take that approach of like increase your water um you know eat probiotic rich foods like sauerkraut do like a little gut shot in Mm -hmm. the mornings or with meals which is like apple cider vinegar and lemon juice Mm -hmm. um if you need digestive enzymes with specific foods that are harder to break down. Mm -hmm. But if you really still are like super constipated and none of it's working, then you could definitely back off and track your fiber. Yeah. Like you may actually be getting way more than you need. Mm -hmm. So you could dial back. So I think, I don't know. I think it's just like such a case by case. Yeah. I think with the world of Instagram, it's so interesting seeing people's food journals. Like I'm like some people like they literally will be eating like a bowl of nuts and like, cacao nibs and they're like oh yeah i saw so-and-so posting this it's healthy and i'm like yeah you can't eat a bowl of nuts for breakfast no i know <laughs> like, like no wonder you're shitting your no to- i know i know and it's so true like not only are we following what we see on yeah. instagram of like style yeah. and body or whatever workouts but it is so true the food people are all over the place with the food it's like they'll eat that for breakfast and then for lunch they'll have like a big salad with like sweet potato and tahini right and then then dinner is like i don't even i don't even know and i'm like you're all over the place like there's no consistency like mm-hmm. it's just a mess you know yeah and that's where it's like i think again people following what they've seen mm-hmm. or what they feel like they should be doing but not really doing it because it feels good for themselves mm-hmm. or that they're satiating mm-hmm. themselves like I've definitely had breakfast that have been recommended to me and I'm hungry like 30 minutes later. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I've heard this is really good. I'm just going to keep eating it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't feel good. My head hurts. I'm not liking it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, I think a lot of it is just really checking in, trying different foods and combinations and seeing what, what makes you feel really great. Yeah. And really that individualization and Mm -hmm. you might find this really interesting. So like I, and we talked a little about this, but like, so I was always very like, low carb like when when I first changed my diet from Sierra American in college like because I had really bad candida mm-hmm. and then um I basically went straight to like keto like, oh, okay and I was like in I was like in ketosis for like three years and I've always just leaned for three years. yeah I was always leaned on like the low carb side of things so even if I wasn't in ketosis I was still like yeah low carb. you know I was just always that person and 
it changed my life to like for my diet to be main like pro- high in protein and fat and like non-starchy vegetables it helped me so much with mm-hmm. my my blood sugar i was pre-diabetic oh wow like it was it was yeah i was all over the place so my blood sugar. That. that's incredible so, yeah it really it really changed my life and then you know a few years in i'm starting to feel like shit and my blood sugar was all over the place super high fasting blood glucose um like i would eat like the same type of meal i would have like i was i'm always very consistent right and my blood sugar would be all over the place i was like hypoglycemic after having like chicken avocado and greens like it was crazy wow um and it wasn't until the last i kind of just had to like in the last year i've like I had to really step out of my paradigm. I think a lot of us will kind of, it's easy to kind of align with one, one side of the spectrum. It's like a safety net. Yeah. Like I was just like on the low carb side of things and very much like that worked for me. I see it work for so many people. And I was like, it's got it. Like it's going to work for everyone, but it like stopped satiating me. And so in the last year or so I've been experimenting a lot more and like, I've been like, way higher carb recently been for you? recently than I ever have been and it's life-changing like I used to be insatiable like no like my blood sugar was all over the place like like a year you ago you were just always hungry I was always hungry no matter how I mean I could eat like I could eat like five six thousand calories like protein fat and greens and I was just still starving oh, um and when I started eating way higher carb than I was used to and actually decreasing my fat um it's like I can eat a meal and be satisfied and I feel like a normal person. And it's like, I literally feel like my body was just so far on one side of the spectrum for so long. And then it's like, has to go back to the other side. What was that like mindset wise for you to like switch from going low carb to high carb? And like, did you notice any changes in your weight or your body or like how you felt Um, that were negative? And did you have to give yourself some time to adjust? Oh man, this is like a big conversation, but the short version Mm -hmm. is I, well, I, I definitely, I had to put on a lot of weight because I had, I had menorrhea for four years. Mm -hmm. Um, and part of like my whole health journey is I was really under, I was 70 pounds. Oh my God. Um, and I got up to like a hundred and I was like there for a while, but I had no period. I had no, like my hormones were shit Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it was a mess. So, and then this insatiable appetite came on, you know? And so I had to do the process, which is this whole, sorry, no, 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 no. It's like this whole controversy. Are you familiar with like Stephanie Buttermore? No. It's this whole thing in the wellness industry. Like, because how have I not heard of this? She's doing this all in approach and people don't talk about this. I work with a lot of people with a lot of clients with eating disorders. Um, and, and like this idea of when you've been so restrictive for a period of time and then you, you get this like insatiable appetite and like also part of like coming back from amenorrhea is like increasing your food intake. So I had to really release and I had been on so many elimination diets over the years because I had so many gut issues and um, it just fucked with my body and my brain. And I had to just like release all control and like be like, I'm just going to eat as much food as I need. You're like, and, but at the same time, like I couldn't, I couldn't tolerate a carb. So I was just eating a lot of protein. In fact, I did carnivore diet for a while and I was just eating so much. And like, um, I had to put on that, that weight. I I put on like 35 pounds in like two months. But you needed to. I needed to. Mm -hmm. And like, that was definitely like, it fucks with your head, you know? Of course. But I'm like, this is just part of the process. And, um, since, adding in carbs like when I started adding in more carbs like nothing 
happened mm-hmm. like nothing happened and then um the last couple months being more like systematic like being more consistent like before I was just like not I'm just doing whatever I was like I just need to eat like food yeah and then I've been just more like consistent um and eating like higher carb lower fat than I'm used to and like I I started losing some weight you know and I was like interesting and I'm full you know because Mm -hmm. I think feeling full makes me like you will lose some weight because you're not eating endlessly and also not having the stress of like oh my god it's a carb I can't eat it yeah oh no I shouldn't do it and Mm -hmm. and it's like if you just allow yourself you kind of yeah you know maybe don't spike your cortisol level so much and hang on to fat um it's interesting you say that because I've always veered on the lower carb as well Mm um that's one of the ways that I was able to like maintain my weight lose Mm -hmm. weight maintain my weight but in the last few years, adding more, mm-hmm. allowing it, you know, not, I was never keto, but I probably was, I was probably veering on yeah. keto because I was so low carb. In fact, I probably was keto yeah. without even realizing yeah. it. Um, but I always feel really good with higher fat and mm-hmm. a little bit lower carb. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently I started working with a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. That's what inspired me. Like, yeah, that's how okay, me too. I really? worked with him and he's like, just try this. And at this point I was like, I'll fucking try anything. Yeah. So, yeah. No. And it's been so great. I mm-hmm. mean, I've only had eight sessions mm-hmm. with him so far, but he has said to me, like, you need to have some sugar and straight carbs, like Mm -hmm. after the type of workouts that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And you also need to be eating more calories. Mm -hmm. And so this is actually, I'll go quick with this, but it's actually pretty interesting. Um, I've been at a really good place with my mindset. It's what I coach a lot of clients on. Like, I don't feel, I really don't feel restricted in the way that I eat. Mm -hmm. I do eat very intuitively. Mm -hmm. I don't hold myself back from like tacos and tequila when I want it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm very much like really focused, especially lately on living in the moment. Mm -hmm. But I just have always like, I do a low carb breakfast. It makes me feel great. Like I like doing a big, like protein smoothie bowl without fruit. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like it energizes me more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and after like, usually I've been doing like a fasted workout. Mm-hmm. So I've been not eating in the morning, going straight to a workout, coming back and eating, mm-hmm. not necessarily not intermittent fasting, just mm-hmm. not hungry enough to eat first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. just going straight to work out. But since working with this trainer, he's been saying, I want you to eat before the workout because it's pretty intense mm-hmm. and you need that fuel. Otherwise you're going to be too tired mm-hmm. and you know, do you like maybe try a carb and a protein and a fat. And I don't necessarily have to do that. Mm-hmm. I could probably just go protein fat, mm-hmm. but I want to build trust with him, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm so open in mm-hmm. my life now. And I think it's so important for my journey to try different forms of eating mm-hmm. and to be like completely fine with it and just mm-hmm. see what happens mm-hmm. to not obsess. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling him, completely fine. I'll do it. Like, great. What do I just, what do you suggest I eat after the workout? So Mm -hmm. it's like whey protein, like a grass fed whey with Mm -hmm. some raw honey Mm -hmm. is what I'm doing. Just that afterwards. And before I'll do like a piece of sourdough, like really nice, like sprouted sourdough bread with Mm -hmm. nut butter. And I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so nice to have like nut butter in the morning Mm -hmm. and it's great. And, and, but anyway, we were talking about how to track results Mm -hmm. because I haven't weighed myself. I know I've heard seen you talk about this on Instagram, but Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't have a scale. Mm -hmm. I haven't weighed myself in over a year, Mm -hmm. but he was saying, I don't think, I don't think we should focus on weight. I Mm -hmm. think we should focus on like, we could take your body fat percentage. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's fine with me. I I think that that's what I recommend to my clients. Anyway, Mm -hmm. if you really do want to see, um, 
or measure yourself or mm-hmm. something like that. But you, you don't get obsessed with like, you can't check your body fat percentage every day. Cause you have to have a specific machine yeah. and, um, it's more, you know, it doesn't, the scale is like, are you on your period? Have you had a lot of water to drink? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's all these different factors. It's just a torture device in my mind. Yeah. And so he said, but to use this mach- device, we need you to take your weight just one time mm-hmm. to be able to track everything, to mm-hmm. get your body fat percentage. So I really had to like amp myself up. I'm like, you know what? This actually is probably a good thing mm-hmm. for me to just weigh myself mm-hmm. and to just not allow it. Let's just see mm-hmm. if I get back into the headspace where I now want to weigh myself every day. Mm-hmm. It's a good test of all the work I've done. Mm-hmm. And so I weighed myself. And this is something I say to all my clients too. Same way as I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And that's back when, you know, I was weighing myself more often or three years ago, weighing myself obsessively five years ago, weighing myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And my weight hasn't fluctuated, yeah. you know, and that was really cool to see. And I haven't weighed myself since. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think about it. I don't want to scale. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And so that was like a big moment for me to be like, Oh my gosh, I can weigh myself. And it doesn't affect, and it doesn't affect <laughs> me. And I'm not yeah. curious. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, I've been working with him a week. Let me see if I've gained weight because of muscle or lost mm-hmm. weight. But, you know, I'm not wanting to weigh myself because I'm adding in a ton of carbs and mm-hmm. I'm scared that I'm going to gain weight. And and then the other piece of it was that he wanted to make sure I was eating enough. So he asked me to track my calories, mm-hmm. which, again, is something I talk a lot about. I don't I don't use my fitness pal app or any of those tracking calorie apps, because again, I think it's obsessive. Mm -hmm. It's what really effed with my brain when I was in the yo-yo diet culture. Mm -hmm. But he was like, again, I don't want you to be tracking every single day, but like just to get an idea for how much food you're eating to make sure that it's enough, Mm -hmm. because then you kind of have like a set point and you can be like, Oh, if I add like a tablespoon of nut butter or this, like I will put myself where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And so I tracked and was like a lot, I was under Mm -hmm. what I anticipated, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was surprising to me because I feel really satisfied and I thought I was eating a lot Mm -hmm. and I, and I wasn't. And so I've since been adding in a few hundred more calories a day Mm -hmm. and it's great. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel nervous about Mm -hmm. the weight. I'm just going with it Mm -hmm. and I'm open to it. And if I go up and wait or whatever happens, like that's fine, Mm -hmm. but I'm building trust with him. I'm loving feeling strong. Mm -hmm. I love just feeling strong and Mm -hmm. making progress in the gym and it's exciting to me and Mm -hmm. I'm swimming for cardio and I just feel so intentional about what I'm doing now that, Mm -hmm. um, I think all of that other stuff that would have been triggers in the past, like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's made me realize that I'm in such a better place and that it's really about listening to your body at every phase of life. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I love that you bring that up. And I think this is a really important conversation to be had because, a lot, you know, I was always the same. Like I never, I had never tracked calories. Um, I, I had like once or twice when I was like, I don't know for, for a nutritionist, but yeah. then with him, you know, same thing, like we need to track to see where you're at. And, um, it's super eye opening and made me really realize how many people really under eat, right. Like, you know, cause it's very easy to under eat if you're eating like healthy fats, healthy proteins and vegetables. Right. I'm like, and I try and tell clients, I'm like, you don't even realize how much you have to eat to like get a lot of calories. Oh, a lot sure. of people are pretty freaking low calorie without trying, you know, it's like very mm-hmm. opening. And I think also people have this anxiety about adding in carbohydrates and I'm like, 
you don't even like if it's like a whole foods form of carbohydrate you have to eat a lot yes. to be high carb like people are like i can't eat a sweet potato because it exactly like, you can eat one sweet potato you're not going to get anywhere near high carb well and here's the thing with it is like if you feel like let's say you're keto which i think keto first of all has a ton of mm-hmm. incredible benefits as like a therapy mm-hmm. you know like it I think for a period of time, Mm -hmm. I think cycling in and out of it can be really helpful. It's depending on, I mean, the studies are Mm -hmm. there, you Mm -hmm. know, there's so many incredible things that it's helping to like cure and Mm -hmm. really great for brain function. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think sustainable. Mm -hmm. And so I think for people who have been on keto for a really long time, they start to be afraid of things like quinoa and sweet potato and these like Mm -hmm. really nutrient dense complex Mm -hmm. carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And so if they go out to dinner and they decide that they're going to quote unquote cheat instead of like choosing like a sweet potato or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just going to go all out yeah. because I'm already it's cheating if I have the yeah. sweet potato. So I might as well, but it's like, but, but if you chose a sweet potato yeah. and some, and like some quinoa and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. that is a more nutrient dense choice, mm-hmm. but it's almost like that's bad too. So yeah. I might as well go for like the other more extreme thing because yeah. I can't have a sweet potato. Yeah. And I think, well, I had found part of, part of why I wanted to like try different things was first of all, like challenge my paradigm. It's really important yeah. to me to always challenge like my paradigm um, and try everything. How can I say one thing is the way to go if I haven't tried everything? Mm-hmm. Um but I had become really like metabolically inflexible, like yeah. because it was like I was so low carb that if I did have a sweet potato, like I would pass out. Like I was so like it would make, oh, like my yeah. body couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. My body like didn't know how to metabolize a real carbohydrate because you were so fat adapted. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't want this to happen. I don't want to like if I if I want to have carbs, it like like throw me off my body off completely like my body should be able to handle both mm-hmm. um so it was really important for me to like add that back in um so i'm curious also though did you were you like afraid at all to add in carbohydrates after being lower carb for so yeah long? i mean definitely mm-hmm. um i think for me i've actually because of nutrition school i have tried a lot of different things like mm-hmm. i went vegan for six months just as a challenge because i wanted to know what it was like if i worked with vegan clients mm-hmm. how'd you feel I mean, it wasn't for me long term. Mm-hmm. I was eating, I was very much on the high carb, low fat mm-hmm. vegan train. So it was a lot of what I'm saying, like these big Buddha bowls mm-hmm. and pastas and big fruit smoothies. Mm-hmm. And I think because it was almost too many carbs mm-hmm. and not enough fat that I was hungry nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like every two hours, I was like, I need a snack, need mm-hmm. a snack. And I was just eating all the time, mm-hmm. just never giving my dad my digestion a break. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. It got me super creative in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. My husband did it with me. So it was super fun. We tried Mm -hmm. all these amazing restaurants in LA. Uh, But then ultimately I was like, okay, I'm missing a little something. So I added in eggs and fish Mm -hmm. instantly felt better, Mm -hmm. more energized, more clear headed, lighter, Mm -hmm. um, but was still eating, you know, pretty heavy carbs. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was doing a bunch of research and found out more about high fat and Mm -hmm. experimented with that and actually really liked how I felt doing that. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I got into more of like the low carb. Mm -hmm. But since then, it's just, I've been open to trying different things and Mm -hmm. just reminding myself it's okay. Like there's no shame if I do decide I want to go low carb for a while, Mm -hmm. if it makes me feel good, like I shouldn't be like ashamed of that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And there's no shame if I decide that I want to go high carb. Mm -hmm. I am not contradicting my message. My message is the same. Mm -hmm. What works for you works. Mm -hmm. And what works for you right now may not work for you six months from now. So just be okay with that. But I was very careful about ever labeling myself as vegan or pescatarian. I always just said I'm flexitarian. Mm -hmm. Because I may decide I want to add in meat. And then I did. Mm -hmm. Like five months ago, I added in some meat. Mm -hmm. Um. And I feel great with that too. But it's mm-hmm. like, I, I think going vegan made me so much more aware of having half my plate be vegetables. And mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Because when I ate meat in the past, it was like half a plate of meat and a quarter little ounce yeah. of vegetables. Yeah. Um, and like meat for snacks. And so mm-hmm. now I feel just much more balanced. But adding back in more carbs now with my workouts, mm-hmm. I feel good again. I mean... I like it and I feel like it's intentional, mm-hmm. which I also like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I got in this hard workout and I can envision my body, like my glycogen stores need to be mm-hmm. refilled. And, and I kind of just envision what's happening in my body. And, mm-hmm. and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also just is, I think it's just more sustainable right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love doing, and it's about balance too. Mm-hmm. Like if I make dinner with my husband, the other night we made burgers, but mm-hmm. instead of having burgers with a bun and sweet potato fries, I do a lettuce wrap burger with avocado and grilled onions and sweet potato fries on the mm-hmm. side. And that to me, I don't feel as heavy. I feel satisfied because mm-hmm. I got all components. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can go to bed like feeling digested. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's like our bodies need different things at different times mm-hmm. and it can constantly change. And also like, you don't have to just be low carb or high carb. Like people think they have to just pick, you no. know, like, you can freaking switch it up from week to week if you want. Like you're, you know what I mean? That's why I love like flexitarian, like, yeah. that term. I was just like, that's yeah. so, that's so great because yeah. you're not defining yourself mm-hmm. as anything because once you do that, you, it creates a lot of guilt and shame mm-hmm. too, because when you veer away from that, even if you've told nobody just in your own mind, yeah. it, it's so it's much of mind, it is our own head, yeah. you know, like, it's an identity, you know, mm-hmm. it's like why a lot of people are afraid to get out of veganism or even carnivore now, right. you know, it's, it becomes an identity and it's a tough place to be, I think. And especially like influencers and stuff who have talked about being vegan, they yeah. get the backlash, like if they decide not to, and it's like, come on, they're yeah. human. Yeah. They can change. It's okay. Yeah. And people are freaking rough on the it's internet. Mean. It's, it's very, really mean. It's very sad. It's like you do you and yeah. they'll do them. And yeah. I mean, I, I get it if the influencer is on their high horse about something and making people feel like crap yeah. if they're not doing yeah. it. And, and then, then they, they change, don't. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, yeah. should have shamed everybody else. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's different if like you were really passionate about mm-hmm. a lifestyle and it just didn't work for you mm-hmm. at a different point in your life. Like yeah. a lot of people go through hormonal changes, yeah. just like you were saying, mm-hmm. and they actually need to add back in more carbs mm-hmm. or more fat or more meat, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I mean, we've had women that we've worked with that we've encouraged, you know, if they're open to adding in some fish or eggs mm-hmm. and, and they've been open to it for mm-hmm. their hormones, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm also curious, oh, grow. so your mom's always been, doing hormone work like growing mm-hmm. up so i'm assuming you ate relatively healthy growing up yeah yeah so did. do you think that affected your relationship with food yeah so we ate um just all organic whole foods mm-hmm. um we had soy milk which now it's like almond milk and cashew milk and stuff. But back then soy milk was, was like healthy. super hippy dippy. Yeah. Like everybody else had real milk and we had soy milk mm-hmm. and, um, we always were eating brown bread sandwiches. And mm-hmm. I mean, 
the stuff kids would bring into school, I'd just be like salivating, like, can I, please give me that donut and I'll give you my fruit snacks, mm-hmm. you know? And, but we loved it. I mean, we juiced as a family. We made, had like pancake Sundays, but it was like always healthy pancakes. We always got in a lot of movement, mm-hmm. but I do think at in some ways as a kid, maybe I felt restricted sometimes mm-hmm. because I would like steal candy from this little candy store with my friend mm. sometimes like we didn't know that we were being bad yeah. but we were like oh let's just take a couple pieces yeah. and sneak it or I'd try to trade foods with my friends and mm-hmm. um and then in high school um we always ate so healthy as a family mm-hmm. and when I learned that you could go off campus and eat with your friends mm-hmm. I started to do that and sort of like hide it from my parents and that's mm-hmm. really where a lot of the weight gain came in because I was super active playing sports Mm -hmm. and didn't really have to worry about my weight when I was a teen and then started to go off campus, eat all these Starbucks treats with friends and just kind of like really overdo it Mm -hmm. um, because I just wanted it all because I never really had it when Mm -hmm. I was growing up. And then I put on a lot of weight Mm -hmm. very quickly and it was like 40 pounds my senior year. My gosh. And it was after I'd quit sports and Mm -hmm. just was – going out with my friends all the time and then going home and eating healthy with my parents, but not telling them all the other stuff I'd eaten out Mm -hmm. with my friends. And so I think it did have an effect, but it also had a positive effect because I've always been interested in health and nutrition Mm -hmm. and have kind of had my mom in my head of like, Oh, try this instead of that. And we were never on antibiotics as Mm -hmm. kids. Like we, she had a bunch of tinctures and holistic practices Mm -hmm. like the second we felt like a flu was coming on she was like boiling the ginger tea and giving us echinacea Mm -hmm. and like opening she'd be like open your mouth and she'd just be dropping random (laughs) tinctures in our mouths and we're like we don't know and like giving us these sick tasting things and Mm -hmm. like have giving us fresh orange juice to chase it with Mm -hmm. and you know like putting cold compresses on our heads and just not taking us to the doctor and we were rarely sick. Mm -hmm. So I channel her a lot and, Mm -hmm. and have been so grateful for everything that I learned from her. And Mm -hmm. I think she's a big part of the reason why I wanted to go into holistic health because when I was so run down, it was like, let me go back to all of the lessons I learned growing up through my mom Mm -hmm. and, you know, sort of like ignored when I was getting older. I didn't want, you don't want to hear your mom telling you what to do. Yeah. You always want to do the opposite. I did that. So you put on all that weight in college and then how'd you get that off? Um, so that was not easy. It was just 12 years of of yo-yoing. Mm. So I would say I got it off in very unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Atkins diet. I did the HCG diet. I did, um, I did this like crazy, like gastric bypass diet. <laughs> that oh was, God. I did the, um, cayenne pepper juice, lemon juice cleanse, mm-hmm. um, always on some kind of diet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so a lot of high protein, low low carb a lot of that yeah mm-hmm. but then a lot of like the gastric bypass thing that mm-hmm. my sister did and told me about it and it was like for people going into surgery mm-hmm. and it was like every day you eat different types of food so one day it was all bananas and milk I remember which makes absolutely <laughs> no sense <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know but I was like oh they lose all this weight before surgery yeah um yeah a lot of deprivation like calorie counting at one point it was calorie counting and it it was super high carb. It was Mm -hmm. just, and whatever I wanted, Mm -hmm. it was literally just kind of like the weight watchers thing Mm -hmm. where you're just counting calories and eating whatever you want within those calories. So Mm -hmm. even if it was alcohol or sugar or donuts, like I would do that and I lost weight, Mm -hmm. but 
felt came like back shit, on probably. and felt horrible. Yeah. yeah. And then also just over exercising at different points and then not exercising at all. So it was just this constant yo-yo of like down 20 pounds, up down 10, down mm-hmm. 30, up 20. Um, so it wasn't really until, um, that PR job where I started to like do that elimination that I figured out how good I felt when I ate majority like whole real foods mm-hmm. and was, you know, more aware of like how foods in my body affected me mm-hmm. and was dealing with my stress better. And so instead of like going out drinking all the time, mm-hmm. I would go take beach walks and, you know, do things for myself, meet up with friends and not mm-hmm. always be in that scene. Mm-hmm. And so I think through all of that and like discovering myself and moving my body because I wanted to, not because I was punishing myself for what I ate the night before. That's really where my weight started to stabilize. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have to, you know, I deleted the MyFitnessPal app. I stopped weighing myself. I just went by how I felt in my clothing Mm -hmm. and my energy. And I, I mean, of course I fluctuated, but nothing like the swings that happened before. How was that emotionally? Like putting all the weight and then trying to lose it. Awful. Like, I mean, I was just always aware. I mean, I always say like my, my roommate in college would call me Burlington coat factory because I had so many jackets and coats. She thought I just loved jackets. I was like, no, I don't want to show my arms. (laughs) Like I don't want to be seen in a tank top. I would never wear shorts. Like Mm I, I mean, honestly, this is something I've actually never even admitted, but I used to wear like a corset under some shirts when I would go out on the weekends like I would wear like this corset thing Mm kind of like Spanx like not a cute corset but like yeah 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 and I would put that under my shirts and then wear these like push-up bras and because I was heavier my boobs were really big Mm -hmm. and so I would always accentuate my boobs and wear Mm -hmm. a lot of makeup Mm -hmm. and I just kind of figured out how to divert the attention from the areas I was insecure about, but it wasn't, I wasn't attracting the best attention, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think I just was like, how can I get people to not be aware of these swings and my weight and just Mm -hmm. focus on something else? So let me just put all the attention on my boobs or Mm -hmm. my face or whatever it was. And so I just never felt comfortable. I remember I was like always messing with my clothing and looking at in every mirror at every single angle and just obsessing all the time. At what point did you meet your now husband? We met, um, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, our six year anniversary is coming up at the end of this month, but we met in Portland after a year and a half after college. Mm -hmm. And I had actually been single for a year and a half from this like super abusive relationship I was in, like Mm -hmm. emotionally abusive. He cheated on me a lot. He, talked down to me all the time. He was a big part of the reason why I was always self-conscious is basically my entire college career. I was Mm -hmm. with him and he would just really make me feel like dirt. Mm -hmm. And so I was just so aware of how I looked because of him too. Mm -hmm. Um, but I met, I met Josh after I had been single for a year and a half. So it was such a good time to meet him Mm because I had worked on my self-confidence and what I wanted as a person and Mm -hmm. was still going through like weight shifts and struggles with that. But like mentally as like, 
knowing who I was and what mm-hmm. I deserved, I was in such a better place. Mm-hmm. So I met him through a mutual friend one night and, um, we just headed off. It was like one of those, you know, you hear everyone like, when you know, you know, mm-hmm. and I always thought, Oh, that's bullshit. I'm never going to be that person. But it truly was like, and when you're not looking yeah. and it was like when I wasn't looking and we just hit it off and like we're together mm-hmm. ever since. Yeah. Well, and so it's interesting you bring up like at this point you had known a lot more who who you were but you're Mm -hmm. still going through weight fluctuations and I find that for a lot of women they use like the the weight stuff as an excuse to like not date you know they feel Mm -hmm. like that's like holding them back um but I think it's you know a powerful message just it's like if you know yourself that part doesn't really matter exactly I mean I was a lot heavier than I am now when I met him I was probably like 20 pounds more Mm -hmm. if not a little bit more and he never once made me feel like he was focused on my weight mm-hmm. and I would I had actually lost weight at that point so I was more confident in my body and wasn't covering up as much mm-hmm. and and did feel better but not for once like he just made me feel like the most beautiful person and then that was just never even it was never even a conversation mm-hmm. so I think it was like the way he treated me and then also me realizing, no, I am a catch. Like this Mm -hmm. is how I deserve to be treated. And like, I am beautiful and enough and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, even though maybe I still struggle Mm -hmm. with how I perceive myself. Mm -hmm. And I think he really helped to see me to see that, you know, I say sometimes to clients, try to perceive yourself, try to see yourself through your husband's eyes mm-hmm. or like somebody who sees you as mm-hmm. so beautiful, like your best friend. Yeah. Like what did they see? Cause yeah. it's completely different from what you see. Yeah. I think the right relationship can help people so much with body image and even like disordered eating habits. Mm-hmm. Like when you're going out on dates with people, like you don't have time to be all crazy with your food and it's like good for a lot of oh, people. Oh, and he called me out <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, just eat the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Or like, why are you like, he's like pulled the calorie counting mm-hmm. app out of my hand. I mean like, just stop. Yeah. Like you're great. Like you mm-hmm. don't need to worry about it. And yeah. you know, I mean, he's really like snapped me back to reality it's amazing. quite a few times and not in a mean way, but mm-hmm. just like, you don't need to worry. You're yeah. fine. Just let loose. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. It can be very helpful. So then the other, the one other thing I was curious about, it's like, so your whole family is in this like holistic health space. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I don't know what your dad is, but your sister, you yeah, know, your he's mom. Our CFO, yeah, so yeah. And you know, what's so funny is I didn't, um, like I knew who your mom was, um, cause I think she was one of the first guests on almost 30 when they started yeah. and Krista, like they, they started their podcast, uh, I think a month or two after I started mine. Oh, great. So when they first started, like Krista and I were talking cause we were both kind of in a similar place of starting podcasts. And, um, so I knew your mom, like I knew your mom's name and we're listening to that episode. And then, um, I also like knew who you were through Instagram and I like had no idea that she was your mom That's until so funny. like like two weeks ago oh really yeah like like because i've known i've known like uh, we today we just met in person but i've known of you for a while yeah um same with you and i've known of your mom for a while and i had no idea that she was your mom that's really funny you know so um but i wonder like thinking about this and maybe not but did that ever uh, like affect your confidence with business like being connected with with your mom who's already built a practice and it's like mm-hmm. is your credibility just through her mm-hmm. um because i know like i have friends who have parents who have made a name in the health and wellness space and i know that affects them a lot mm-hmm. sometimes they're like 
a lot of times they're like, I don't want to be in health and wellness because I don't want to be overshadowed by them, Yeah, you know, or they just feel like it's always competing or proving. Do you ever like deal with that at all? Or at the beginning, did that ever? Kind of like, fortunately when it was actually like really serendipitous timing, Mm -hmm. like she had worked for this, um, hormone testing lab Mm -hmm. as the director of education for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And she left like right around the time I was graduating IIN. Mm -hmm. So her like independent practice Mm -hmm. was just starting. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was her just taking on random clients. So Mm -hmm. we really decided to partner up Mm -hmm. like pretty much immediately. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like she had already had this like established Mm -hmm. practice. She didn't. Mm -hmm. And neither did I. Mm -hmm. So we were both kind of like figuring it out together. Mm -hmm. And, um, my sister didn't come on full time until just the last like year and a half. And so for a while it was like, my sister kind of working really part-time trying to help grow the business and me sort of trying to help grow mine separately from my mom's, but then also like have that symbiotic partnership and that Mm -hmm. one package that included me. Mm -hmm. But since my sister's come on more full-time, we've actually like really gone head in as like, and that's maybe why you didn't realize it before, before we were kind of more separate. Mm -hmm. And now we're, um, talking more about ourselves as a family business Mm -hmm. because that's really what we are Mm -hmm. and like hosting events together. Mm -hmm. And my mom and I just even did a podcast together for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I don't really see it that way. Mm -hmm. I just see it as like your hormone balance is my family business. Mm -hmm. And I'm so passionate about helping that business grow. Mm -hmm. And anytime that I meet somebody who could benefit from testing their hormones, I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. t- telling them about my mom and mm-hmm. because I truly believe in what she does. And anytime she comes into contact with someone who needs a health coach or is in LA, she mm-hmm. puts them in contact with me. So it's like this really beautiful partnership. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there was a time where my business was really new mm-hmm. and I was nervous that I wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. And so we met with this business coach of mine who, And in the meeting, I was like, I kind of think maybe I should just dissolve my business into your hormone balance Mm -hmm. and just have it be like, I'm their in-house coach. Like Mm -hmm. we're just your hormone balance. I could maybe keep the name body blessed by Jess, but like I'm all in. Mm -hmm. And she was like, is that what you want? Mm -hmm. And she just asked a question like, what if you could be making the kind of money that you needed to make to, you know, to live, you know, happily, um, every single month Mm -hmm. knowing that you're going to continue to grow. Would you still Mm -hmm. dissolve your business? Like, would you still just go full-time your hormone balance? And I was like, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I actually really want my own business Mm -hmm. and to grow it. So I think that at one point it was kind of like, I wanted it to be like, I was like, it's cuddly in the safety net and I can just go there and do that with them. Growing my business on the side independently is much more is much harder and Mm -hmm. I have to be much more accountable to myself. Mm -hmm. And, but I think we have a lot in the works Mm -hmm. of ideas of how we are going to work together more. So that's really exciting. But Mm -hmm. I think more than anything, I just feel so grateful Mm -hmm. that it's worked out so well and that we are this like really fluid, um, partnership. Were you guys really close before? As well, we've always been a really close family. Mm -hmm. My sister and I have always been like the best of friends, um, and so close in the last few years, like Mm -hmm. just really, 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 um, a source of support for one another. Mm -hmm. And my mom, yeah, my we were a small family, we Mm -hmm. did everything together. We, you know, like our extended family, we're not 
we didn't have this, like, you know, those families where they get together for huge reunions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Cause there was divorce and different things, but our immediate family was always really close. So it was always the four of us at mm-hmm. Christmas and the four of us at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And my parents were really creative. So we would like put together plays on the weekend when we were young and like mm-hmm. act them out. And we didn't really have TV. Mm-hmm. We just had, we could watch movies and we were just a really like active, creative family. And mm-hmm. so we've always just been, really close. Of course I rebelled against my parents and was a total bitch back in high school. Um, (laughs) and there's things that bother me about my parents, Mm -hmm. of course. And there's Mm -hmm. things that rub them the wrong way about me, but I think we're all like very good at communicating. Mm -hmm. So we get past it really quickly. Yeah. I feel like family business either so wrong or so right. It is so right (laughs) at this point. Yeah. But yeah, totally. It just depends on the dynamic. Some people it's just like not a good idea. Other people it's like the glue. Oh no, for sure. I mean, there was a time where like last year I did a retreat and my mom came as a speaker Mm -hmm. and she's just like so full of energy shows up Mm -hmm. and, you know, excited. And I'm, you know, I've been like, doing all the work at the retreat yeah. and really tired. And at the end of the retreat, you know, we had a separate Airbnb and, and she wanted to keep talking and she was full of energy about like business ideas mm-hmm. and how the retreat went. And I was just like, mom, I can't right yeah. now. Like I, I, I got to like stop talking. I need yeah. to go to bed. And I just was very snappy and she perceived it in this way where like, I was just being incredibly rude to her. Mm-hmm. And she felt that my sister and I were kind of just excluding her from conversations and it was Mm -hmm. this big thing and she just felt very hurt by me. Mm -hmm. And, but we had a really great talk about it and I think it was really good for us in the end because we understood each other better. Like for me, I just need to recharge with some time alone. Like Mm -hmm. I can't keep talking. I have to like take some space to be alone and sleep and then Mm -hmm. let's talk about it the next day. Yeah. Um, and she's different. So mm-hmm. I think those times or you have those little blow ups or those mm-hmm. arguments, it's really important to like work through it yeah. and to be stronger. Yeah. And like learning, like there's time for business and time for exactly. family. <laughs> you got, that's been the number one lesson. I'm like, guys, yeah. we cannot talk hormones at yeah. every single meal. Otherwise I'm going to go crazy. And yeah. my dad is going to leave us all. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a lot. I can't. Uh. I see him like zoning out in the corner and I'm like, sorry. He's like, I've heard enough about yeah. your estrogen. Yeah, like I don't know. He's like, why am I I taking all these supplements? Oh my god, that's so cute. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, thanks so much. I've kept you so long. You probably don't even realize how long it's. Oh gosh, has it been two hours? No, well, no, an hour and thirty minutes. Oh okay, that's but this was great. Um, I really appreciate it, and I know a lot of people listening will really resonate with what you're saying. Um, you're amazing. So I know people are gonna want to connect with you more. So let them know where they can find more from you. Yes. So bodyblissbyjess.com is my website. Mm-hmm. And then um, bodyblissbyjess on Instagram. That's, I don't really use Facebook that much. So I would just do no Instagram. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like share some stuff on there, yeah. but not much. Um, and, and then I don't know when this will come out, but I mm-hmm. do have a retreat coming up mm-hmm. um, in September mm-hmm. in India, which is like right outside Palm Springs. So oh, that's fun. on my website. So that'll be really awesome. A lot of cool stuff. I know you mentioned Reiki. There'll mm-hmm. be a Reiki healer there. Awesome. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I host events. I do some virtual group coaching. So anything that kind of stuff will either be on Instagram or on my website. And you can also sign up for my newsletter. And I've started putting out this thing called my monthly must haves, Mm -hmm. where it's a roundup of all the things I'm loving right now. Mm -hmm. And then I have another one called the morning routine where I interview. Actually, I would love to interview you. Interview different (laughs) entrepreneurs about their morning routine. Cool. I love it. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. Everyone needs to go check out all your stuff. I like the morning routine. Yeah. That's that's thank you, Jess. Thanks for having me on Christina. So fun. Thank you so much to Jess for coming on the podcast and sharing so much of her story of her clients and life. She is amazing. So if you guys want to find more from Jess, just go to bodyblissbyjess.com and you can also find her on Instagram at bodyblissbyjess. And all of her information as well as information about her retreat in September will be in the show notes. If you enjoy the show, make sure you share it on social media. Tag me, tag Jess, tag Wellness Wellness Podcast, and make sure you tag me so I can say thank you for sharing. If you're not already in our Facebook group, make sure you join Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe so that you can meet other listeners. And if you are willing to take the time today to support me for free and write a rating and a review on iTunes, that would mean so much to me and it helps other people find the show. So thank you again for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed it and I can't wait to hear what you think. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have an awesome week and I will chat with you again next time. Bye.